back, everybody, to episode nine of Ready Halt. We're almost out of the Star Wars numbers, thank goodness. Uh, we are here tonight with uh, Devin Skywalker, uh, Jonathan <laughs> Skywalker, Esteban De La Skywalker, and <laughs> Tony Skywalker. Uh, we've uh, Jonathan taken away with our fan mail. Yes, we actually got two um, like emails this week. If you want to email at us, it's at readyhaltpodcast at gmail.com. The first one is from Blanca Carla Ariga. We all know her. It says, hello, Ready Halt. I just finished listening to your podcast. I love the space you're all creating to just chit chat about hashtag just band things. It's intriguing, funny, and classic band nerdfulness. There was a call to action in the latest podcast. So here are a couple of things I'd love to hear you all talk about in bullet form list, of course. It literally says that. Um, <laughs> first one, the yeah, most incredible visual effects. We have. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, say it again. Yeah. The most incredible visual effects you all have seen either in marching band or drum corps, voiceovers and oh. shows talking about different styles of band like West Coast bands versus Southern bands and the dynamics of working with different groups in the band. <laughs> oh, and the PCC slips back in. <laughs> yes, yes. Community is- college. <laughs> 10 more years. Thanks for the content. Can't wait till next episode. Best, Blanca. Nice. Oh, Thanks, man. Blanca. Thanks, Blanca. Oh, man. Much and love. The- and the next one is from Eduardo Ortega. And it says, to whom it may concern. Oh, it's in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. It says, I had a dream. I had a dream. I was in heaven, and my mother spoke to me. She was wearing this flowing white <laughs> gown, and she showed me a whole new way to score a basket. She called it the alley-oop. She spoke to me and said, with this gift, you will win fourth place. Love, Eddie Ortega. P.S. I love the honeys. P.S.S. Love the podcast, guys. Keep them coming. <laughs> Thank you for the, oh, all right. the semi-pro. Oh, thanks, um, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, yeah, yeah. The quote is from a semi-pro. movie called Semi-Pro, right? So and Semi-Pro movie. is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> okay. and yeah, with this, you will win fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> Just like with this podcast, we've won like 56 plays on the internet in our in our category. It's 56 of like 50, by the way. Just <laughs> but yeah, that's all the fan mail we have for this week. Right on. Well, this week is a special week. Yes. Uh, because we, we have a guest on the show, which is something we don't do often. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, so I brought in a, a friend of mine. Her name is Johnny. Johnny, go to say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Johnny, why did you wave? It's a, it's a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I'm, I, I'm waving hi to you, to the, to the friends. Hello. Okay. Johnny, unlike the rest of us, never did band, nor, uh, nor, What's that? Was she, yeah, nor was she involved in music or the marching arts in any way, but she's an avid listener, which is, which is again, shocking. Um, and we thought it would be a good idea. She thought it would be a good idea to come on and ask us some questions from a non-band perspective. Um, so one of one of the fifty-five listeners. Woohoo! <laughs> yeah, this is where we all get reality checked, They're and we're real. like, "God, we're in a cult." <laughs> God, that's exactly. Need, what this yeah, this is the this is the we need to reevaluate our existences to this point and our futures. Uh, it's it's true. I, I yeah, I, I've told you guys this a little while earlier, but listening to Johnny explain to me what she thinks I do for a living is horrifically sobering. 
uh, because kind of like <laughs> Devin, what you said, you know, just when your ego gets nice and big, she comes in and you're like, oh, like cheerleaders. And then you're just done. Yeah. I have since, I have since gained some perspective, you know, that it's not just football games, uh, <laughs> that there's, there's other things that can do with sticks and hats and what are the yeah, yeah, yeah. What you, you know about marching band <laughs> yeah yeah what are the other things you think we do other than football games uh okay so parades right is one okay just cool great what parade do you um, do every year johnny <laughs> i've said it oh, i've no. said it wrong so many times oh, that no. i actually almost <laughs> It's the uh, Rose Bowl Parade. Okay, close enough. Um, <laughs> All right. I'll have a rose in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ro- rose Parade. There you go. What, 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 day, go. what day is it? What day does it happen every year? New Year's Day. Yes. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> she got it. I've been saying it wrong for so long that it's now in, in my head that it's, um, but it's too blasphemous to say what I thought it was. So She oh. texts me every year on Thanksgiving. It says, hope you have a good parade. <laughs> so she thinks it's the Macy's parade. Got it. And I can't, yeah. and I can't fucking stand the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I guess I hate it. So I know you guys do. I know you guys do parades. That's one. Um, you guys like perform at places like Disneyland is one that I've heard, which is exciting. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've seen that you guys like travel you guys go places <laughs> yeah that's also pretty cool um All right, and then you guys getting, this is getting condescending I mean, <laughs> and then i know that you're judged on something in some form well yeah we're judged consistently <laughs> but like you know by our peers by our peers <laughs> by our friends and family <laughs> by random people on the street never by me i'm an ally Band oh, ally. Here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the first cut comes in. <laughs> um, you, oh, you, you guys always say that, but Esteban's horrific comments are always. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, they're not horrific. They're um. They're, they're not good. <laughs> yeah. What? Name that's something six... I showed with a class full of kids. Name tier. six things I've said that have been wildly offensive. We can't. I, I can, we'll but you said that, you probably said that word six times. If, if I don't think <laughs> yeah. <you're laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, I will not repeat it. But he said it six times at least. <laughs> this isn't an intervention. That was four episodes ago. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. So that's what I that's what I think, or that's what I've observed on the outside. Um, so I would like to learn more. That's why I'm here. Well, <laughs> did you bring a list of questions? I did. Okay. Oh, how convenient. Um, <laughs> how can I on the whim? I, I wrote it on a whim. <laughs> so 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 my first question is, um, marching band. What is it, and why? <laughs> nobody sees it because we like we're a podcast but esteban literally just spit out his coffee <laughs> well the best way of band uh, yeah, john band you be, go ahead yeah i think yeah yeah you have the best chance of this yeah um the best way uh <laughs> a, a band director described marching band to me just in layman's terms was it's doing two things your mother always told you not to do is to walk in the middle of the street and to dress up weird. 
and we just combine those things and do them at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that's good. Anybody else want to take a shot at it? <laughs> what about I, you, Tony? What, what do you What do you think? What, watching what I think it is, and and why. <laughs> I think that's the best right. part. And, and I think, why? <laughs> that's an I think, important question. I'd like to know why marching band. Why? I feel like you, why is going to go to the history of marching band, which I actually don't know very well. I only know that it comes from military traditions. That's uh, what Esteban comes Esteban de Leon will probably know more on that. Um, wh what? Yeah, there's parade forms. There is there is definitely wearing uniforms and, and marching in parades. There's also field shows. So you're on a football field, which is not in the middle of the street. Um, although that would be interesting if it were. Um, Clearly, you've never played pickup football. It's, it's marching band is playing music and moving at the same time. I think is a good simple way of thinking of it. Uh, marching band is is playing music and moving at the same time with your feet, your legs, marching some sort, <laughs> some variation. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, thanks for getting us over the line there. <laughs> we weren't sure what was going on. Yeah. What about you, Devin? What is what is marching band? I feel like I'm gonna steal your thunder with the military thing. Oh, please. Like, Oh, well, hey, your yeah. dad was a band director. Go no, ahead. no, my dad's not a band director. He just likes band. I don't know. Uh, Johnny, can you fact check that for me? Please? I was gonna, yeah, Johnny, who's listened to all <laughs> all eight episodes of this podcast, she's the only one. So, so Johnny, please wear that badge with honor. I have to Went be back. I, I mean, I have to be honest. I didn't take that thorough of notes, um, but I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> no. Good right, answer. Well. Good answer, <laughs> Dad. If you ever listen to this, congratulations! You've been promoted. Um, it's not hard. Yeah, he knows. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm taking history of the wind band right now, so it's like, oh, we can go back to 1500 in medieval times, and you know, traveling performers that were jacks of all trades. When when you look at a marching band, you're like, hey, that person can throw a stick really high. That person can play an instrument while they're moving. That person has a flag. That person has a gun, not an actual gun, but like a fake one. So yeah, I think it. I think it has like deep, deep roots in like minstrelsy and and jongleur playing. Which, yeah, we're medieval music. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> which were medieval musicians. That shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did. <laughs> yeah, that's like the story. That could be the title of your autobiography. Um, yeah, but I mean, like marching band as we know it now is deeply, deeply tied to like. British band tradition starting around, oh, I don't know, probably like 1600, 1700, if, if not earlier. So, um, but yeah, it is, it is doing a bunch of things your parents told you not to do. Uh, like John said, walk in the middle of the street, um, dress up weird. Yeah. Also getting in the middle of a football game, probably not a good idea unless you're a football player. Um, being a band geek is probably one of the most shameful things your parents told you about growing up and they were like don't ever do this like we want you to have a future um yeah no that's about it cool and we can skip a step on so <laughs> next, I, <laughs> okay nobody likes him anyways apparently apparently so uh, um no i think i think marching band modern marching band is easily defined as being kind of the sights and sounds of the school you know, so when you think of like what a campus life looks like, you typically associate music with that, uh, you know, whether it be at a football game or a pep rally and stuff like that, um, you, you always envision a band there. And so I think that's the purpose it serves. And I think when it goes on to a broader spectrum, like when we go to parades or to um, 
field show competitions and stuff like that, it is an extension of that community. So the school campus community that they have, and it's an extension of that, meaning that when they go to football games and pep rallies and stuff, that's kind of like internal marketing slash school spirit for them. And when they go out to competitions to various different communities, that's external marketing and an experience for them. And I think that's what it is. It's about representing your community in various different places throughout the region. That's like direct, you're directly talking about like scholastic marching band, right? Well, I think that's, I mean, literally everything. I mean, what, what, what other, literally, that would apply that to like literally every branch well. of the military you could possibly think of and also colleges, but colleges is scholastic. So, so military mm-hmm. would be the one exclusion of that. How which... is, it's the same thing. It, the, the community of the branch itself is what they're pushing, is what they are showcasing in terms of pride. And so when these marching bands, military bands, go to like military parades where it's like a full on, they march next to missiles and stuff, they're representing their community, which is the nation, and they're marching for that pride. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. That, that, yeah. It's like I do this for a living. <laughs> Listen, man. And that segues into my next question. <laughs> all right what is it oh, yeah lord okay what is your purpose in the band and why what what, what do you mean yeah that's pretty heavy that's so, got a, that's like, got a pretty... so like so okay like right now i like i i've heard you guys say like what you guys do but like if you could define it for me in a way that i understand that would be so, better like uh, each of us might have different positions. Do you mean that? Like, it, what are we doing? Yes. Like a teaching currently philosophy, yeah. like our teaching philosophy. Yeah, currently, yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. So I, <laughs> I'm what they call a visual caption head, uh, uh, which means, I'm going to explain it. I'm going to explain it. There's <laughs> visual and then there's music, right? So music is everything you hear. Visual is everything you see, right? And the caption is just another word of category. So there's the visual caption, which is the visual stuff. And then there's the music category. Um, Music caption. Caption head means you're usually like the leader of that caption. So you have a broader perspective as opposed to like working with individuals. So you're looking at the bigger picture. Uh, <clears throat> so when I go to, to work at a marching band, which didn't happen this year because of COVID, I work with teaching them by the dozens, usually the whole band, like 100 plus people, on how to move their body properly, how to go to the shapes correctly. Uh, how to hold their instrument correctly. And then when we do rehearsal, <clears throat> it's my job as the caption head to see if all of that is coming together as a grand p- picture. We might have uh, visual technicians who are a step below me who will work with just a few people. They'll watch just the trumpets and make sure the trumpets are doing their job or they'll watch just the flutes and make sure the flutes are doing their job. And then I can come back and look from the bigger picture and I can say, hey, trumpets and flutes are doing that correctly good job and then or whatever we need to relay information uh, i have a side i have a side question to that yeah who is it a team effort that comes up with the entire show or is that an individual person does it depend good question uh, like a hard yeah, coin I it, flip i think it, it depends on the band uh there are some directors who will say no nope, i'm doing it this is for example when i was at ucla the director did everything. He wrote the formations, he chose the music or arranged it, and then he just taught it. Um, but a lot of high schools or other bands will have somebody who, a band director who teaches the band the music. Um, and then they'll also have a drill writer. They'll hire somebody who writes those formations and those shapes. 
that they pay that person money, that person sends those papers with all the coordinates to the director, and then the director will dish it out to staff below him. So like to somebody like me, who will help teach out the visual stuff, um, but he'll still run rehearsals. So it can be a big team effort or it can be one person does everything. Uh, What's better to work for? I think that's personal. <laughs> you can see Tony getting frustrated. Because <laughs> like every question is such a loaded question. He's like, <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah. He's going to get sabotaged. For me, I like the team effort because I think that's what I, I like in a marching band is marching band is a giant team effort. And whenever somebody starts to claim kind of, you know, one you know become the king or queen of everything it just kind of loses that uh i think that camaraderie down the scale i feel like you know having a collaborative effort is part of the fun experience yeah it's weird because you're like putting on a production together so you know obviously the more people with their hands on the wheel the more disagreement there's going to be mm -hmm. so you can see the uh, the reason for there to be just like one person mm -hmm. but that's like way too much work for just like one person to do so they have to bring on others so in my experience at least i think that a collaborative effort is the way to go however it is always nice to have a person with you yeah. know with the perspective like this is the way we're going yeah um, does that does that then depend on the band size yeah, absolutely. Because that's gonna that's also the size of the band is also gonna determine the the typically the money in which you have to spend. Um, and so, a, a small band will spend anywhere between like forty to sixty thousand dollars a year. Um, well, like a bigger size band can spend up to a quarter million dollars, if not more, um, on a yearly basis. That's a lot of money for a band. <laughs> yeah, it's it's expensive. It's not cheap. Yeah. Okay. Who's next? What, what was the question again? Oh, the, the original question you, is, what, is what, what do you do? Oh, what do you do? Tell, tell me in, in layman's terms. Devin, why don't you go? Uh, okay. Uh, I wear, well, I'll eventually wear the band director hat um, after I graduate from college. But right now, uh, I am uh, the drum major instructor. I just freelance. I don't work for a school. Um, I just teach the guys at the front of the band what to do, guys and gals, what to do, how to do it, um, the right way to lead, or my, what, not the right, God, I'm just butchering this, not the right <laughs> way to lead, just teach them to think for themselves and develop leadership <laughs> techniques, um, and hopefully, like, handle a stick of some sort, be it tall or short, um, and ge generally be, like, the, the student, like, the student guy of the band, um, and then I also uh, teach French horn at two, privately and at a high school now. Um, the big round one, where it's like one end small, one end's like comically large and the hand goes in. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, that's what I was picturing in my head. Yep. You got it. <laughs> so I, uh, I take. Books. Yeah. I take, yeah, I take, that one. Yeah. Bit of a cartoon. Yeah. So I take students from all levels and I try to get them up to a. a you know, a level where they should be. So if they're in high school, middle of high school, but they play like they just started playing horn, we'll see if I can get them to where they should be. So you freelance for different colleges, like travel, but like what's, where do you go? Typically high school, uh, okay. sometimes middle school. The last, the last permanent drum major instructor job I had was a middle school. Um, the current permanent teaching job I have for horn is at a, like a music studio like a private studio in san diego 
um, where they just kind of hand me students and they're like, here you go. There's, here's our contact info, go teach and report your hours. Um, what is your, what's your favorite age range to teach at the moment? Favorite age range to teach. That's, that's an interesting question because there's two, no, there's two answers to this. I'm I, trying I, to get all fired. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, not just I'm not hired anywhere yet. You're just going to prevent me from getting a job, um, which is actually worse <laughs> because I still won't have any resume fodder. No, I, I, the most learning the most learning in, in like music or band happens at the middle school level. Like those are the formative years of people's band life because that's where you're the most malleable, but also you kind of have an idea of what's going on because of your age. Um, that said, I like to teach and make music. Um, and I'm not saying that you can't do that in middle school. It's just a lot harder sometimes. Um, I like teaching high school. I would, I would love to teach high school full time after I graduate. Um, but I currently, but like, I had a lot of fun teaching middle school kids. I really have, but, um, I think high school is where I'm going to land. Ouch. Solid. I also really like, I gotta say, like, I respect the hell out of like elementary middle school educators because those people are wizards. Hmm. Patience, they they do a lot. <laughs> yeah. They do a lot. And like taking elementary music education. Oh my God. I could never do it. Like, that's just not me. Like I could never do it, but dang those people are nuts. They're so good at what they do. So, okay. So then do you have to take that stepping stone to get some, like, do you have to teach high school or middle school in order for you to move on to something else? Not necessarily. No, I, there are plenty. I, I mean, there are plenty of people I know that get hired at a high school straight out of college. Like they get their teaching credential and they're just like, boom, you're the new director at blank high school. Um, it's really pr Reference and what's available. Um, I know there are a lot of teachers that, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there. I know there are a lot of teachers that like think they know what they want to do, and then they get a job like teaching high school. They think they want to teach high school, and then they do it for like a year and they hate it, and then they like move back to elementary or middle school, and they're like, "Yep, this is my calling in life." If you're smart, you teach middle school. I mean, if you're smart, because you know, middle school band director, your day ends at three o'clock. You know, you get to go home. If you're, you know. The divorce rate for high the grandpa dream right there. Well, the divorce rate for band directors at high school level is egregious. It's like what eighty percent, something, something yeah, like that. Really, something yeah. like that. It's it's crazy high. I had no idea. That's wild. Yeah, because they, they spend so much, so much time, time doing extra things. Those football games, getting ready for after after school rehearsals, getting ready for weekend gigs. That all that time is time that one they're typically not paid for, and two um, that they're um, that they don't spend with their families. So the, the divorce rates are through the roof. Yeah. What about you, John? What do you do in the music world? At the moment, um, I'm a visual instructor. I've done high school, but I primarily just teach at the college with Esteban. Um, and that's just something like what Tony sorry. talked about. Like, I'm sorry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she should be. <laughs> yes. But um, yeah, so in that, it's a little bit of a unique situation at the college, I, I would say. Um, cause like a lot of high schools and like drum corps and like competitive groups have like caption heads. There's really not one for like a visual caption head at the college. We kind of all collaborate like the three, three of us that are there typically and all that. And we split our time, um, creating new visuals, teaching the drill, um, and even teaching like marching technique and going over that and stuff. But yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Nice. So mm -hmm. solid. Is yeah. that where you want to, is that where you want to stay? No, definitely not. Um, 
<laughs> Again, because he's, because he's smart. Yes. Um, well, like that makes me think of something Kyle actually told me once, the band director at PCC. Um, I told him I wanted to be a band director, and he's like, you know, that's really great and all that, but you should really consider finance because it's, you know, a lot less stressful <laughs> and all that. And so, like, I know what I'm getting into, like, because I want to teach high school, like Devin as well. Um, that's what I'm going to school for too. And it's it's a lot of work. It's um, it's a lot to take take on. And I can see why um, some people like to stick to the elementary or middle school level because, like Esteban said, your day ends at three, and all of that. And you have you know time to spend with your family or do whatever you want. But at the high school level, you're just you're you're doing you're always worrying and thinking about the next thing you have to do. So then, at a college level, what what does your day look like as far as like what time you leave? Like, what's the workload look like? As a visual instructor for the college, or yeah, as... yeah, yeah, yes. Oh, just showing up to whenever they have rehearsals, and then that's it. Just going home. Very wow. Yeah. <laughs> Real flexible schedule. Yeah. So it's typically yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's Tuesdays and Thursday mornings at at the college I teach at with Esteban, and then um, Thursday evenings, and then whatever exhibitions we have. But then. And like December, that's when it gets kind of crazy for us when we have to do all the rose parade stuff. That's a whole different animal in itself. That's what I hear. Mm -hmm. Those are like usually the 16, rose parade. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Macy. All right, Esteban, let's let's one more crack at this. Um, <laughs> that's a loaded question because I do so many things. Um, oh, so, okay. Easy with we the get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep it short. Well, it, it, Devin is at the point where he's just kind of like, kind of started off on his like instructional career. Right. I think that's fair yeah. to say, right? Yeah, now. no, it's true. You're at least, I'm at the opposite end of the spectrum where, um, where I'm, I'm getting out um, as, as much as possible. I'm trying to tail down my, um, my gigs um, so I work as a visual caption head, just like Tony. I work um, at a high school, um, and, then, um, and then I work at PCC with John, um, and I do the college band there, and then the Tournament Roses Honor Band, and then I uh, work with the drumline, um, and then <laughs> uh, on top of that, there's like drum major stuff that I do. So in my time as an instructor, I have been a visual instructor. I've been a music instructor um, for drumlines, um, and kind of everything in between. Um, this last year, 2020, um, at one of the high schools, I took an administrative role um, because they just needed their staff organized. Um, so I was able to come in and manage what would be the um, curriculum that the students are gonna be receiving and when and pacing that out. And then I also do kind of the back end things to make sure that like invoices are submitted and paid and stuff like that. So um, yeah, just done a bunch of crap essentially. Um, so a jack of all trades and what will you soon master? Uh, here we go. Um, so, so my day job is um, I work for a marching band supply company that, um, and that's kind of what you I build the sticks. I do. Yeah. I do. <laughs> so so I, I, I work for Peacock's Marching World. Um, and so um, currently I build and produce maces and batons um, that are sold throughout the country. Um, and then I also like manage sales and do stuff like that. So what are you going to end up doing that? Well, yeah, it's a bit of a career. Um, <laughs> so, like, so, uh, <laughs> so, so solid. So, you know, when they gave me the salary, they were like, Hey, you're going to be here for a while. And I was like, okay. 
so that's so quick that. if you say so <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh, okay yeah. so my next question is wait which one should i do first okay what's the difference between parades and shows and are you required to do both when you're in a band so like i get i understand like the gist of, one's on a street and one's on a field like i get it but <laughs> <laughs> but like what it, is there one that's higher than the other like as far as like do you get judged on parades or is it just shows like what's what what's the ranking on that john i think you're you're qualified to answer this yeah um right now um well just like in like the united states um field shows are a lot more popular than they are than parades like parades like competitive parades are almost like a california thing where like we, we we still judge people on that but um wow we need to be more progressive <laughs> yes what was the question again there's a uh, <laughs> quick side tangent yeah. there's a rich history of parades in california because of um, the military bases, because when uh, after the war, after second the Second World War, Camp Pendleton was so big that there was a lot of military people there, and so marching bands naturally sprung up, and military bands do parades. That's why we have a tradition of them in Southern California. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, thanks. Okay, John, back to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so going back to it, um, I would say like field shows in general are just held in higher regard, while parades are more of a ceremonial thing, like countrywide in the sense people like marching bands to do like the Fourth of July parade, like, for, like local Fourth of July parade, or like Veterans Day parade and stuff like that. But it's not competitive. It's just kind of all right. We're gonna go, you know, like march around the block and you know, and you know, we'll be we'll be done. There's a lot more focus in the field show, so I guess that's you know, looked up more in higher regard. But parades over here, it, even though it's, I guess, kind of dying in a sense that where it's at the competitive level, because a lot of bands are going to focus, like there used to be band, like a lot of bands used to focus on field shows and parades. But as um, field shows started to become more innovative and, you know, like um, demanding, a lot of bands started to opt out of competing in parades and focusing all their energy on, on field shows. But um Parades are can also be very demanding, as Esteban can let you know. There's a, a lot that goes into what like judges look for and, and everything. It's like what Esteban told me once was, um, if you want to see how good a band really is, um, you can look look at them in a parade block because you can tell how good they are by their marching, their music, and all that. While like in field shows, it's a lot more open to interpretation if someone's good or not. So I guess in California, where you still do parades, if you are part of a band, do you have to do both? Like, it are just you required to do both? It just depends on no, the... No. the yeah. you're, not, you're not required yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It just depends on the school you go to because some bands focus only on parades. Um, some schools only focus on parades. Some schools only focus on field shows. And then there's a few bands still out there that um, do both. But that's potentially double workload, which is, yes. which is what makes it difficult. So like an average high school band is probably rehearsing anywhere between, what, five to 12 hours per week on top of their schoolwork, like on top of the, the daily class meetings. So however many more things you do increases the rehearsal time potentially. Gotcha. What do you guys like doing more? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me Tony, personally- what do, you, what do you got, Tony? Oh, go, go, Tony. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead, John. No, right. after you. Okay, I, uh, I prefer oh, field I... shows. Uh, I prefer field shows. Um, 
I which one I prefer doing I don't know I prefer watching field shows uh, and teaching field shows um, just being not having I, I don't know it's like watching a um, I don't know like a a play a stage you know there's a there's a stage of sorts this atmosphere that's created with the field show and it and it stays there and it, it transforms in front of your eyes and you just kind of watch like ooh, uh, you know you don't have to it doesn't move away from you you don't have to keep up with it uh, which is definitely a, a benefit but I think when I performed, I almost really liked being in parades more. There was something really fun about being in this unit and moving uh, and having this sort of cohesion together. Uh, There's something really fun about that. I remember really enjoying. But as an instructor, I, I definitely enjoyed field shows more. John, what about you? Um, same thing as Tony, kind of like similar. Um, I prefer teaching field shows. Just more so just because that's what I'm most comfortable in because that's what um, I did in high school for four years and then in the college and all that and everything. Um, but per- teaching parades is fun too. It's just not um, like my strong suit in that and like in the wheelhouse of skills that I have because it's just, it's not as familiar to me. And the only parade I teach is like the biggest parade in the world. But <laughs> yeah, really, yeah. John, John, slowly but surely driving a stake into the heart of his career. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you know, watched by 110 million people worldwide. Yeah, exactly. Not a big deal. Not me. But, I yeah. I miss it every year. I'm so sorry. I always get the date wrong. <laughs> but yeah, um, I enjoy doing both. But I just feel more comfortable teaching field show just because I'm more familiar with it as a as a person who watches stuff, I can see people enjoying field shows more because it's more theatrical. But personally to me, I think I enjoy watching parades more just because I get to see, see the marching and how clean it is and the musicality of the group and see it like in its truest form. But that's just the band nerd in me. And I didn't do parades in high school, so it's it's still new to me like, compared to like Esteban, who's been doing it for, you know, forever. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Devin? Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard for me to pick, like, which one I like more because I had such short exposure to, like, marching in in a field show. Um, you know, m- the majority of my career at this point is, you know, paraded. All your all three years of high school was primarily parade. And then, um, you know, PCC, I was, I only marched one show, and then I was drum major for two of them. I... So, I mean, it's hard for me to say without, like, bias, but I mean, like, I enjoy participating in Parade a lot. Um, I think it, yeah, I just, I enjoy it more. I think it's way more enjoyable knowing that there's a lot of unit cohesion is, like, this person to my left and this person to my right are the two people I trust the most at any given time while I'm wearing a uniform. Um, that That speaks to me, and there's probably, like, some emo reason that it does, but, I mean... <laughs> Uh, as far as teaching, yeah, I um, I have taught, like helped teach Esteban and John um, with I have helped te- I have helped teach alongside Esteban and John um, at the college when I was a student there. That said, I was like never the guy to go to for questions because I would always be like, hey, go ask somebody who's far more qualified than I am in this subject matter because like I don't know what's going on. I just I just work here. Um, but I think uh, I've gotten more comfortable with the field aspect as time went on, just learning from being learning by immersion, basically. Solid. I feel like for me, I, I've, I've been going back and forth on this because 
you know, I, I, I grew up, um, you know, in high school doing nothing but parades and just kind of a couple of field shows and then got to college where it's just field show and then did drum corps, completely drum, you know, and so it's just like, I, I go back and forth and typically I teach primarily field show bands. <sighs> I think that I enjoy field shows more than I enjoy competitive band reviews, um, competitive parades. I think teaching like that kind of bores me a little bit. Um, and I think teaching field shows, there's a little bit more aspect in it. There's a little bit more to enjoy. But on the flip side of that, again, the Rose Parade, I mean, that's probably as an instructor, the most fun I have all year, hands down, mm. um, easily. So I think that, you know, not only that, but like from a performer's perspective as well, I really dug that. So I think if I could teach like at that level all year, I would do that 100% hands down that's that's the most fun I have but on the macro like what you have to do for the other 11 months um competitive band I think probably because I just grew up with it and I've been around for so long it just kind of bores me at this point it's so interesting to hear your guys's love-hate relationship with this parade (laughs) that's uh, that's really what it is We're not. That's all. Like, oh, I, I love the Rose Parade, and then I listen back to your episode. Oh God! Esteban <laughs> really described it best. Uh, one of the years I was marching, and it's like in the heat of the moment when you're doing it, like when you're rehearsing 16 hours a day, and like you're doing all the all the work. It's like God, why? Why did I sign up for this? But then, like, it's the payoff at the end, and like look back at it, like after it's all said and done, it's like, dang that was a really great way to spend, you know, a couple of months, you know, as opposed to just doing what I would have done at home and nothing, which is nothing. Basically, <laughs> have there Stockholm ever been a syndrome? time that is, yeah. I was going to say that, but I thought that was too harsh. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just right. It yeah. is Stockholm syndrome. You're wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> so has there ever been a time where you do the Rose Parade and then you're like, oh, that felt great, but the scores were awful and it just... Oh. It didn't make you, it didn't make the payoff as sweet as you thought it was going to be? Uh, funny fact. Uh, so in the Rose, the Rose Parade is not scored. It's just, it's just a performance. But even, but have you like, you guys, you guys don't mess up, right? <laughs> we By the way, not anybody, to. anybody who's listening to this, that thinks we don't mess up. Sorry for shattering the illusion, but yeah, it happens. <laughs> we, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We try not to, and we were in the weird position where we're the host band of the Trinity Roses, so we've done it for like 130 straight years. That's um, why I'm asking. Like, I, I want to know the, the real tea. So we <laughs> are able to. We have the distance from the start line to the. T- the TV corner down to the foot. We know how how many feet that is. And so we time out our music to the second in terms of when we're gonna be on camera and where. And so we will do all this work. With that being said, it's live TV and you never know what the fuck is gonna happen. <laughs> so, so there's been plenty of times where we put, you know, a couple of Devin, I think you were drum major, right? We poured all this time and effort and energy into this little gimmick that we were going to do on television corner. And we were super excited about it. And, and the band director, this was his vision. And no matter how much it wasn't coming together, it's going to happen from hell or high water. And we, we, we worked on it and worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. And we got it right. We got it timed. And the morning of the Rose Parade, it happens and it comes through and boom, we hit it. Everybody feels good. We get to the end of the parade route. We watch the we watch the video back 
it turns out that right at this impact moment where it was going to be like, wow, cut to like cut to the next scene. They cut. To the- <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was uh, it was one of the scariest moments I think I've ever been around PCC because. I, I forget who said it. It was one of the students like came up to me and was like, yo, have you watched the video back from our performance this morning? And I was like, no, I've got 80 other things to do. And they're like, so that visual just wasn't on camera. And I was like, okay, so avoid all the instructional staff and Mr. Luck and just keep your head down and do your job and you might get out alive. <laughs> yeah. So happens to you. Nothing. It's just, um, sorry. Just, like, yeah. fortunately, we get, fortunately, we get a better look next year. Uh, but, you know, every year, a lot of bands only go once ever and that would be it for them uh, do you yeah. remember what if mr luck had a particular reaction to that yeah wasn't john a good and i were next to him <laughs> when he watched the video <laughs> yeah i never heard this because <laughs> when i saw him at the college he was just disappointed it was yeah. almost it was almost like dis- it was incredibly disheartening to see and just be like oh man he's really upset but he's it- you guys have complained about me, right? About like, you know, having like needing like a blooper or something. Man, if we had one that day, we could have used it. <laughs> it was, he was not amused. And John and I, um, another one of the, instruct, uh, uh, the instructors who's on the support staff, George, George had told us beforehand, hey, it cut out right before you guys went. Um, so, so we knew. And, and then we watched Kyle trying to load the video on his phone so he could oh, watch no. it and it wasn't buffering and man <laughs> i was like oh please don't buffer please don't watch this. <laughs> just get us back home <laughs> uh, yeah oh, no. um, conversely there was you know a story of the band we did this um this medley um it was a sunshine medley and in the part in the middle of it the band sang um you know let the sunshine let the sunshine yeah. i forget what it was Anyways, as that happened, as we're singing, going down TV corner, it was an overcast day and the clouds kind of just started letting up and all the sun started coming down. And so it made for great TV. And like, we're not saying we controlled the clouds that day, but we're going to take the dub. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there's a God, yeah. he was a part of the marching band that day. And <laughs> I'll, I'll take that. I, yeah. It's exciting. What an exciting time. <laughs> Early. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. stoic. Um, okay, so let's see. What do, okay, so going off of uh like scoring, what okay, let's let's go let's do field shows. How are they scored? What do they look I mean I know they're looking at all of you in like but what help? <laughs> all right, Tony. There there's different <laughs> judges that judge different things and they get kind of specific so and i don't even remember the names of them so it's not important but basically you get scored on music how does the band sound uh and you can break that down intonation dynamics how loud how soft was it appropriate for that moment Uh, and then there's the visual score how did it look visually what was the marching technique? Were they all doing the same kind of movement with their legs? There's different types of movements you can do. Legs for your leg movements where they're straight. You can do bent legs. Um, so you get basically scored on those. Um, the general rule in marching band is if everyone's doing it the same, then it's right. And so you try to teach your kids techniques and strategies to maintain a certain appearance you know, how to keep your legs straight at all times while marching or your back a certain way or your arms a certain way. 
so that when you get it out to the performance, the judges look from up there and they say, oh, yeah, you guys are all doing the same technique. Or they spot somebody, oh, that one's a little more curvy when it should be, you know, long or whatever. And then you get, you get dinged for it. So same thing musically. If someone's off a pitch, you get dinged for it. Does it depend on which like competition you do, if they judge you harder than others? Or is it just dependent on the judges? That's a good question. Um, you guys don't mind if I take that or go for it. Yeah. yeah um, so it it also like some judges can be um you know more lenient or more strict on certain the certain kind of things, and it can also depend on the um the circuit you're doing because there's several different marching band field show circuits as well, and they all have different criteria, and none of them are all the same. Like they're the same in the sense that they judge music and visual, but they might have like sub captions that are a little bit different that judge things a little more specifically, or might be um different definitions of a, a certain type of uh, movement like it would be really hard i i, I wouldn't be able to i would <laughs> you can't put me on that field <laughs> the judges i I've, I've never was much, i've never been one to really get focused on points very much but band directors are usually all about it because it's you know that's the criteria they go back with their school to how what does administration see you know how did your band do is the money that we're giving you working you know and so my band director when i worked for would often would look at who's judging that night before we get there and be like, oh shit, this guy's here tonight. He hates us, you know, or this guy's here. Awesome, sweet. We should be able to get a good score from him, you know. So it's the whole, there's a whole political game with that. Um, how does the scoring, how does the scoring affect your job? My job, it'll, it just breaks down, you know, maybe the, well, me specifically, because I said I work in the visual caption. Um, if we scored low visually, band director will be like, oh, we got dinged for this part of the show and this part of the show for our visual performance. So Tony, I need you to work on this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning. That's, we're just all on that. You know, I want you to focus on that. Okay. And so then we do that the next week or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So when the scores are released, it's not like you're just given like the final score. It's broken down into the sub captions. Yeah. So you see how you stand, how you stack against other people in that sub caption. So, for example, Tony and I were both visual instructors. If I got a visual score that was like, let's say I'm consistently coming last or like the group I'm teaching is coming in last visually, then something's wrong with what I'm teaching. And that could eventually lead to the band director saying, hey, we're going to make a change here. And then I lose my job and somebody else takes over so they can get back. So that's how we're kind of stacked against. Cutthroat. Uh, it's not super, you know, it's not like uh, we took last one, so you're out of here. Like um, typically happens with the season. Yeah, yeah, you have a grace period. But staffing changes are common within the bunch of work. Cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's important to note that uh, bands can, you know, win in one category, but still lose overall. So like you could say, oh, this band got first place in music. They scored best, but they got third place overall because their visual stuff was lower or maybe their color guard which is also part of visual the flag bearers were lower um, and it bounces out so okay maybe you guys can tell me this maybe not has there been a time that you felt gypped like a show should have scored better like what specific show yes yes um i didn't know if that was off limits <laughs> oh it's not do you mean like a show like i i like we taught or we're a part of yes yeah or, okay, I, it could uh, be I, it could be either one honestly um yes it hands down um i thought that the last show uh we taught at uh Crescenta valley was was a fantastic show 
Um, it was about the space race. It was all classical music. I thought it was really cool. Um, we had, um, we traditionally have very little rehearsal time. So where like other bands, like we talked about before, spend like eight to 12 hours per week after school, rehearsing, we spend no more than four. Four is the limit. Like that's what we are going to spend. Um, so we have already significantly less time than everybody else, which is fine. We just have to maximize it. So as a result, it takes us longer to learn the full show to put out through the season. So um, we had a show, which was one show before semifinals, and it was the last show that we could get scored on that would give us an overall ranking. And then that ranking goes into semifinals in that order. So um, we had a bad show. Um, our electronics failed. Just, just something, some miraculous act of God, you know, just, just wiped it out. And so we kind of just like, you know, persevered went through, but that tanked our score. So at semifinals in our division, there were 24 bands. They're only taking the top eight and that's who's going to finals. And we came in like number like 15 or something like that. We are on the outside looking in and um, because we're that low, we go on earlier in the day. And so we went on to semifinals and at semifinals we did well and we ended up coming in ninth um, overall. But I genuinely feel that we came in ninth because we were on so early that the judges thought, okay, I can't give you these like more points because I have to save room in case any other of the 14 bands behind you are like way better than you. Um, and, and so that held us down. And so then we went to finals coming in ninth and we took fourth. And then after, and then after fourth, we went to, to like grand finals and we took, I think fourth again. So like, we were just right up there. Um, so it was just like, okay, cool. If we would not have gone um, that early, I think that would have helped us. And grand finals, the same thing. They took all the bands, all the, you know, all the first place guys and they put them all into one kind of uh, division and then you perform at night. And they like randomly draw who goes first. And for the third fucking year in a row, we've been randomly selected to go first. <laughs> and so, uh, so when we come no in first, there at all. yeah. So when we come in fourth overall, again, yeah, I believe if we would perform later on, we'd kick the crap out of everybody. But that's just me. Bummer. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of obscene, like how much how much politicking there is sometimes, and how much you know stacking there is of the deck. Um, that not everybody sees, um, you know, like, I'm not saying that what my experience was that, but, you know, I think, I don't know. I, it yeah, sounds like it. Three, three times, <laughs> getting, three times Thank getting you. picked. Thank you. Times, I, I understand. I just, it sounded like a personal vendetta. Yeah. I, I yeah. was just about to say like getting picked to go first three years in a row sounds like impossibly long odds. Someone was um, pissed at you, bro. So you should have bought a lottery ticket. That day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's worth noting that like, when we talk about like judging, uh, like Tony said, like judges earn reputations. This is everywhere. This is field and parade. Like judges earn reputations, and uh, the circuits are typically kind enough to post up who's judging what event. Um, at least in parades' case, like I guess Tony, you said like for the field show aspect, it's like the day of, or you know, like how like a day or two before who's I'm not judging sure when it what. is uh, i would just find out yeah my director about the same time and in, and in parades it's like you you know who's judging what like a day or two before so you could look at it and go okay well x is judging this y is judging this z is judging this this is what these people traditionally look for yep. this is what they let slide 
they typically score this school higher than this school for some un- unknown reason. You know, things like that do happen. Well, that's that's also that's if you play the game because like in SCSBOA for parades, like the the adjudication panel is supposed to be a closely guarded secret up until the actual mm-hmm. the actual review. It's supposed to be secret, but what happens in never the, is. What happens realistically in practice is somebody knows somebody on the panel, and that's how that news gets out and gets spread around. But it's not posted anywhere. Unlike in like um, like CSBC or WBA or stuff like that, your panel on the field is put onto the onto the website. You know who's judging months before before they judge because it's put up immediately. Yeah, but it's a game. It's a game. A weird game. Well, anybody else want to get off their chests? What? <laughs> I'll, I'll just Thank thing. you for this I mean, therapy session, Johnny. <laughs> You're so welcome. This is this is why I I got out of caring about scores long ago because it, it's such a this is a subjective field. You're trying to judge art. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing. And how do you decide what's better than? <laughs> seen, you know, you've you've seen art that looks ridiculous and it's worth thousands of dollars, right? And we see the the effects of it at these shows. You know, I was telling earlier about how basically you're judged on uniformity, right? And I remember our band losing, my band losing to another band who used what was called a scatter drill multiple times. And a scatter drill is uh, when they they don't use a specific technique. They just kind of run across the field, like just in chaos. Just Everyone free form. Just does their own sort of, just a free form, right? And because everyone's doing this chaotic different thing, you can't fully judge it. As... Seems like the opposite of marching band. Exactly. Yes. But <laughs> Run, running band. <laughs> Yeah, but stuff like that gets judged. Oh, it's very artistic. Oh, it's different. It's unique. But it's also a lot easier to pull off because you're not doing a specific technique altogether in time. And sometimes bands like that will score higher uh, than bands who are trying to do the classic, you know, older school, more technical way. Uh, And it's like, hey, well, I mean, okay, maybe you enjoyed theirs more, but it's not as, you know, hard. (laughs) So, yeah, it happens. I, I will say, like on the parades, this happens like the field show to some extent, the field show world to some extent. So, one of the other three field instructors, please correct me if I'm wrong. But, like, at least for marching band, like, with because for marching band, at least like in Southern California with SCSBOA circuit, you have there's a list of music you can perform. They're, they're called a, the approved march list. And it's comprehensive, it's got like, you know, 200 to 300 pieces or something like that. But so long as it's off that list, it's the band directors or the staff's discretion to pick a piece that suits their band or something they want to do. And it to use Tony's analogy, like how do you judge two pieces of artwork that are completely different, effectively and adequately? You can kind of you can kind of maybe talk about like the techniques used and like, oh, this one's abstract, this one's modern or whatever. Like, I don't know. I don't know, art, but it's hard because you're not comparing apples and apples. You're comparing apples and oranges in some cases. You know, some marches lend themselves better to streets than others that are approved. And some bands perform easier marches better than bands that try to shoot for the, you know, shoot for the scar. (laughs) Stars. Yeah. I have a stroke. I'm good for at least one stroke a week. So that there was that one. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. 
but you know it's it's inappropriate (sighs) well just because it's not you this time i was gonna say yeah i don't know (laughs) are you you really one to talk like i apologize if i've offended anybody unlike esteban who yeah uh, who who have i offended i don't know I don't know, but you, you just know, double though. down. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, which is the not, problem. They're not real people, John. You don't have to worry. Oh, Everyone's like, we're going to scrap this. I was like, scrap what? Oh, God. <laughs> what? What? Cut that now. Anyway. Um. Yeah, so maybe I like, I don't think it happens as much on the field because I think like music selection is not looked at like super, super hard uh on in terms of field but like in the parade band world it's like this band did this really easy march really well and this band did like something significantly more difficult pretty well overall i'm still going to give the better score to the people who performed it better despite the fact that it was just the the the, car, the deck was stacked from the start like you pick something easier chances are high that it's gonna go better it happens a lot yeah. yeah, and it's and it's not a fair system, in my opinion. Watch, yeah, again, watch me shooting my career in the foot as I speak. <laughs> um, you know, somebody hire me, please. Uh, but like, it's it's not a fair system, you know, in in that regard. Like, I think if there was a way to make everybody play similar level music, problem problem is solved. <laughs> but yeah, the only way you could really do that was to have everyone judge or everyone march and play the same show. Then you would have a completely equal ground, but that's, you know. Which is something that <laughs> happens, I learned this uh, yeah. this year. Yeah, in my windlet class, apparently in Britain, like British brass bands, mm-hmm. like they have contests and it's like you play four things. You play like three pieces of your own choosing and then there's a required fourth piece that every band plays. Oh, okay. And it's typically like something that's newly composed. Uh-huh. And like a huge portion of the score is like, how well did you did you do this? How how was your interpretation of this? Yeah, I'd be curious. Wild doing that. Be curious to see how that turns out. What the scores are like, if it seems pretty fair or not. I just work here. Fascinating. Fascinating. Take down the system. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, okay, Johnny. So I have some stuff for you. Actually, you've been asking questions, so I thought we'd turn this around. Oh no. Um, I wrote down a couple um, terms that we use oh, in the marching band. Oh, God. Um, I knew you were going to do this. I was going to say, th- did she I thought know I would... that there was a test? No, I didn't bother to learn anything. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I thought I would read the term to you, and then you would just give me your gut level response on what you think that is. I'm going to get so much hate mail this from band geeks awesome. out there. It's okay. Nobody listens to this. With you yeah. here, that's 100% of our viewership. 50 um, people are going to send hate mail. That's just John and I pe- listening over and over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're trying to make like, that Damn, anchor, we're so uh, good. Yeah, I can't stop FM listening. Money. That's what I also want to... By the way, have we, t- have we talked about Anchor FM a little bit? You know? Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of which, I will have you know, I listen to the ad all the way through every single time. So you're welcome for the Thank three you. cents. That's that why we have three dollars so and fifteen cents. <laughs> well, you know. I, I have paid you in my time. <laughs> All we need. From now on, please talk to my what, people. Who what ad familiar. is in front of us? Is it marching band related? No. Oh, you were the only one not here when we did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's for the it's for, it's for the distribution platform, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Anchor.fm. Devin, have you ever wanted to do a podcast on your own? Oh, wait, no. Stop him but... from talking. But I am interested. Oh, wait, 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 we have an ad with you guys voicing it. Yeah, what the fuck, Tony? You've never listened to this podcast or what? Like, we give you the link every fucking week. 
Well, I guess it's the three of us just listening over and over. I, I know Tony's not pulling his weight, man. That he means you guys have a genuine listener out there. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> okay, Johnny. So we'll start off um, uh, kind of easy and work our way up um, to the more um, kind of obscure ones. So um, first one is going to be horn snap. When, when huh? we say horn snap <laughs> all the time, uh, what do you think horn snap means? Snapping for the horns. Let's hear it for the horns. <laughs> as a, as a horn, horn player, section. As, as, as a horn player, they're never that good. <laughs> I can horns. I can promise you that. So okay, so you, horns, you, you're up. Uh, okay, so uh, Devin, most of that time, a, what is a, what is a horn, horn snap? snap? Is where uh, usually the whole ensemble, but sometimes it's numbered to a few individuals, take their instrument from a, a down a, a rest position, which is the bell facing down um, towards the ground and a snap is when they have usually it's a beat of time so you know let's say a second just for the sake of argument and they go to the playing position as fast as they can and is as as solidly as possible so there's not a lot of like fumbling around it's just it's like boom boom it's there yeah they bring the instruments up yeah so yeah horn snap Uh, snap for horns Nobody yeah. snaps really long. <laughs> wow, I'm the only horn fan over here. Sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, what about um, mark time? Talk about marking time all the time. So uh, what do you think that means? Oh, God. Mark, mark, who? Mark time. <laughs> mark time is yes. um, the little uh, TikTok-y thing. Tick, 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 tick. Oh, a metronome. Yeah, that. Well, it's kind of close. On the way there. <laughs> yeah, you're almost there. On the way there. I don't say almost. Yeah, there. you're like trying to time whatever next. Colder. It's also kidding. Edit that out. It's also a um. It's also a dance term, so that might help. Huh? They use it in dance as well. Did they really? I didn't yeah. know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No. It, what kind of useless hint is that? Okay, we all learned yeah, something today. <laughs> okay, Tony, what's what's marking time? Marking time is when you essentially just march in place, uh, to keep, but in tempo. Uh, so usually there'll be like a command where it'll just be like mark time, hut, lift and left, right, left, right until someone says stop. <laughs> stop. Stop jamming. No, sorry. <laughs> Stop. A, I got lost there a for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can't, I would never, I would just still be here. Yeah. So yeah, in dance terminology, they, they call it marking, right? So you mark your spots, which means you go from place to place on the stage without fully dancing. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, it's not those, were, those were the Shut easy ones? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, okay, uh, how about this one? Um, please keep listening to us, by the way. We don't mean to offend. Um, but, but uh, he's talking to luck. the audience. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying, whoever's listening right now, please keep listening. Yeah, we, are, we, we do not mean to, to make fun of anybody on this podcast. We are family content. What? That is not the project I sent. Um, we know. Okay, this, this one I think is going to be fun. Um, Dress center. Uh, what? <laughs> Say it again. Dress center. Dress center? Yes. 
uh like come to the center <laughs> it's time it's let's go <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, what is what is dressing center? So dress center is a command that's given when the band is usually in attention. And attention is when you stand still and straight and are just facing forward and you don't move or anything. You're just focused on standing straight. But when someone calls dress center dress, what you do is you snap your horn in one count and then you look toward this towards the center um, rank. So like, let's say if there's it's like seven people, it would be like rank four, right? Or like the per- yeah, per- explain yeah. it with 15% less. Um, yeah. Less so, <laughs> just just rein it in a little bit. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> basically, they call they, they, Johnny was like, seven people. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> so, okay, in, in simpler terms, sorry, um, you would look into the center of the line and all that, and then you would adjust yourself to, to match the line. Line of people. Line yes. of people. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, like, so if there's a line of people, if you dress center, that means the person at the very middle is who everybody's following. Got it, got it. So what I said. You were remarkably close the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, all right. Um, this one I thought would be, uh, would be fun. Uh, touch <laughs> and go. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Touch and go? Yeah. <laughs> This has so many meetings outside of marching band. Whoa, whoa! Family friendly show. <laughs> that's, that's not what I meant. God. With consent. They plays do. Jesus, don't do much. Um, touch and go is where you 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 play your instrument real quick and then you stop. touch it and then you go (laughs) go do something else go do something else you're done for the day good job god I wish that's what it means (laughs) god I wish that was what it meant oh my god Um, nailed it (laughs) yeah oh god that was awesome so a a touch and go is a uh, technical term which means um, when you're moving like on the field, you stop moving in one direction and you move in the opposite direction. So using the same pathway, you walk towards one spot and then you come back the other without coming to a full complete stop. Interesting. Yeah, so that, <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> it's like, see if I can try and explain this without making it confusing. The reason why it's called touch and go is that the step before the new direction is just a touch, right? You're not committing to necessarily a full new direction. You're just touching and then going in the new one. Does anybody ever pile up? Someone not get the memo and they're Consistently. like, oh, okay. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no, not sometimes. It, at least one person a rehearsal, typically. You guys do it for funsies sometimes? Or you're like, touch and go. <laughs> no, but we should. I'd be down for that. I mean, I like without that instruments, of course. <laughs> that's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> Touch and go. Yes. Yeah, like all, like all caps. Like, all somebody, caps exclamation. like somebody like somebody on life support. How are they doing? Oh, it's touch and go. <laughs> 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 kind of like this podcast right now. 
All right, all right. Final one, final one. Um, would be uh, set to set. Mm. Set to set. Yes. Is that the question? There's At the yes. phrase, the term? Yes, I already said um, yes. Okay. Uh, that means that you're going to go from one set to another set across the, the other side. Right. You were so close, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna say yes. I think we're all good with that, right? I think. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, I'll take yeah, that. yeah. yeah. I just repeated the name of it, but it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not wrong. The That's the best part. Yeah. And Tony's the Russian judge. <laughs> <laughs> the answers in the name, Tony. We're all Come we're all on. holding up like our nines how and tens, and Tony's sitting here throwing up a, a two. Set? What is a set? Who? What's a set? Uh, your your number. You're the the thing you're playing set. You're no the, I don't know. Ah, that's why she didn't know the she didn't know the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Look at I him, mean, he's so he's so proud of himself right now. Yeah, he's, he's so. so smug. Yeah, you guys can't see it, but man, he he's is smug so right happy. now. He's such and a smarty bitch. To be fair, Tony, my first question was marching band. What is it and why? <laughs> <laughs> that should have really set the tone for the evening. I have a bonus question. Is that okay? Oh, oh bonus Yes. Are what you going is... to explain to her what a set is or no? Oh, I, don't I don't need to know, know again. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, John, oh, ask okay. your question. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google yeah, it. That's okay. fine. Yeah. That's what the internet's for. What does ready halt mean? Oh, I hate you. <laughs> ready halt? Ready halt? Um... Ready, let's go. But, but the oh, inverse of that. Ready, is... stop. Yeah, there you go. Snaps, snaps. Well, I, I thought I couldn't <laughs> use. The horns, snap for the horns. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like one and a half. She got set the set right. Tony wanted to just be a. Like a, a well, I was gonna use. I was gonna was use. Just being a snarky sister, wasn't he? He just didn't want to give it to her. I was gonna use the uh, con context clues Tony, in this snarky. one also, but I didn't think I was allowed to. Sorry, we were arguing amongst ourselves. What did you say? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, now you know. I said I was gonna, I was gonna use context clues for that question too, but I didn't think I was allowed to, so I said the opposite. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was good. I was good. You got two, two out of what five, six? That's pretty good. One and a half, we'll like that. one and a half, two. We'll yeah. call that passing. <laughs> round up, round up, round up. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Community I'll take the, I'll take the half point. I'll take you, the you just go ahead and go straight through. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> we want our rate to go up. Just go. Leave. <laughs> You're a number in a bigger cog of numbers. Go. Oh man. Uh, well, this was fun. Um, this was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, you also you also have a podcast that you do. Uh, why don't you tell us about your podcast? Yeah. Like uh, I do. Um, it's called You Breach, Johnny. Um, a narcissistic title, and uh, it's really just where I call my friends and we talk about whatever. So that's, yeah, that's Are my you have podcast, one of us so. on that show and ask us questions we won't know the answers to? Absolutely, uh, I'm running out of sounds, people, so. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> I would love to have you guys on there. That would be great. Oh, excellent. Yeah. And we could talk about something other than band because I feel like you guys need a break every once in a while. It seems oh, like. Please. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't love, a, I don't think we know how to take a I don't think we know how to take a God. Like, like we say we do and then we do and then it's like well, where's the band you know? <laughs> he's actually kind of right, literally you know? what we do for a living 
Like I God. wonder, I wonder how that conversation would go. You would just be like, I don't, ha- I don't Does know. Does it involve any other bad? <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You guys like cheese? You know, like yeah. you know, like <laughs> you know, have conversations. Started. Does it come with bad? <laughs> I had a band. Yeah, yeah. What's the count structure on cheese? <laughs> God. Yeah, cheese. Why and how? Literally, we could literally we could talk about that. That would be great. Well, we've already found the next topic. Perfect. Jesus. Well, Can't wait. Cool. Yeah, I. Um, I was actually, you were kind enough to have me as a guest on your um, your podcast too, so that's a thing. We talked about how we met and um, all the all our fun shenanigans at the Walt Disney Company. Spoiler alert, yeah, it's a pretty good episode. Our, we got to bring our friends. We got to bring our friends next time and maybe play a game over there. Yeah. I get to quiz you on random things. Yeah, and it's going to be like pop culture that everybody knows. We're not going to... Yeah. Sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to be outcasts all over again. Like, all yeah. over again I, w- I would love to do that that'd be great yeah mm-hmm. have you guys have you guys ever heard of soul cycle in the years exactly <laughs> that would be great <laughs> so soul cycle is this magical place oh god you um you rent go. like a like a like an exercise bike oh, and no. on the back of it it's like connected to this like blender thing no and so you put it's like um, fruit into the blender no. and as you pedal it powers the blender and then you get free smoothies it's pretty cool Ooh. Do, do you Count do this on a field in. or a street? <laughs> does it does it come with band? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there enough for the band? <laughs> is there a band flavor? Is something band. Is, is there a band flavor? <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Let's do that. That would be fun. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but don't, but don't call us. We'll, we'll call you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cool. We have to figure out how to split our three fifty uh, <laughs> four ways, and um, and we also have to Google how much a tiger is. But I, <laughs> for no particular reason, don't ask questions. They're unrelated. Well, thanks right. for teaching me. I appreciate you guys. I know more than I did earlier. So thank you. So we kind of know how to do our jobs. Great, guys. Um, That's a a half compliment. I'll take it, man. I'll take it. I'll take a half W. Um, So it's just a a U. Double U. (laughs) Smack you. John. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, if you want to contact us, you can contact us at Ready Halt um, Podcast at gmail.com or at our Instagram, Ready Halt Pod. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks for hanging, guys. And thanks for coming on, Johnny. We appreciate it. Welcome. Thanks for my review. I thought they'd be looking too. <laughs> <laughs>